Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 13th day of June. I'm hoping your week is up and running. All is going well. Uh, We are in the Gospel of Mark, continuing our journey in the progression, left to right, chronological order of a book that most scholars don't believe is in chronological order. In fact, most of the Gospels do jump around, probably none quite like John, who's all over the map, but Mark, um, we're not real confident, is giving you boom, boom, boom. Although sometimes he, he goes to great pains to, to make it clear that certain events do happen in order, and I think that's one of the reasons why scholars believe that the rest of the book may not happen in order, because he goes to such great lengths to talk about Immediately they did this, or the next morning they did this, and then a lot of times it's just a story. We do have every reason to believe that the story of Jesus talking to the rich young ruler and then talking to his disciples about that story, of course, is, in, is, is chronological. Um, we don't know that the next story, now they were on the road going to Jerusalem, we don't know that that happens immediately following the other story. But we'll get to that as the week unfolds. I do want to close out this little spot that we've been dealing with for a few days. This is sort of a post-rich young ruler passage, and technically we're at the 28th verse. But let me remind you, the 27th verse is where Jesus says, with men it's impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. And that's a great blanket statement, but it's also a contextual statement. What Jesus is talking about contextually is the impossibility of someone making it into the kingdom who is wealthy. And it's impossible in natural terms because we don't get to transfer the things that define us here into that kingdom. Something has to be let go of. But and, and okay, before I get to the, the, to the next part, the wealthy in Christ's day struggle with this, um, with, with receiving the kingdom because they won't let go of the thing that defines them. I'm not sure we're any different. Okay, I, I said in Christ's day, but I really am not sure that I'm different. I'm not sure that you're different. It's hard for me to say that we are. Um, with that in mind, what becomes impossible with man is always possible with God. Therefore, you can't get yourself into the kingdom. There's no hope for you to make it into the kingdom by your own work or by your own will, but it is possible with God. So so Jesus is saying that God can do miracles. The rich young ruler had a path, in other words, to make it into the kingdom. And that path was to let go of whatever it was that was holding him back from following Jesus. It's impossible for you to let go of that on your own. It's possible to let go of that by by stepping into his death. This is, once again, what it means in some respects to pick up your cross and follow Jesus. It means several things, but it's, it's definitely that. Peter then begins to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. And I don't think this is Peter justifying them. I think this is Peter having a revelation. 
it's Peter realizing, oh, wow, um, Jesus is simply asking the rich young ruler what he asked us to do. Because at first, they're incredulous that Jesus doesn't accept this kid as a disciple. And I told you yesterday, I think it's because the rich young ruler looks like the kind of thing you want. Don't turn this down. But then it hits Peter. Oh, Jesus isn't asking anything more of him than he asked of us. He just has more he just has a different thing to give up. He has his riches to give up. But if you think about it, I gave up my fishing career. I gave up my boat. I gave up everything that I was so that I could be everything that Jesus calls me to be. And so Jesus confirms that in verse 29 and says, Assuredly, I say to you, there's no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel's who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life, but many who are first will be last and the last will be first. Let me, I, let me say this about Jesus' comparison, because he compares one dimension and another dimension, okay? In this life and then in the age to come. And this is confirmation of the fact that the rabbinical teaching of the day gave a two-tiered existence, the present age and the future age. Theirs was the present evil age and then the future age of the Messiah. The resurrection of Jesus will significantly alter this because what the resurrection will do is show us that the believer actually exists in two ages at the same time. We exist in this present age, the one that's passing away, and we also exist in the kingdom age, we just don't exist fully in the kingdom age anymore, or yet. But we also don't exist fully in this age anymore because we're cutting off our dependencies to this age. So in a way, the believers in Christ are in between. We are in this present evil age while starting to experience the eternal age we are letting go of the things that attach us to this present age while picking up the things that attach us to the kingdom age. And Jesus says, if you've left stuff behind in this age, just know that you will receive a hundredfold. And he says now in this time, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, lands, but also persecution. So he's showing you that there are things that you can expect to get back in this age, persecutions are among them. Notice he doesn't say you'll get more fathers, but you'll get mothers, brothers, and sisters. Interesting, right? Well, it could be because Jesus prompts his disciples to call no man father but God, and so he's showing them that you're going to receive a spiritual family. He says, whoever does my will, these are my mothers, these are my brothers. So you're going to receive a spiritual family that's going to be much larger than the natural family that it might cost you to follow Jesus. And some of you know that it's cost you some natural family to follow Jesus. And then in the age to come, there's also eternal life. And he caps it off in 31, many who are first will be last and the last will be first. And so the way of the kingdom age is that those who look like they don't belong in get in and those who look like they do belong in don't often get in. And this sums up the story of the rich young ruler. It looks like he should get in, but what looks to be first in this age would be last in that age, and what looks to be last in this age 
would be first in that age. So contrast it. A guy that has everything doesn't qualify for the kingdom. People who have given up everything qualify for the kingdom. And in reality, that's salvation. Those who cling to what they are and refuse to repent and refuse to acknowledge their sin and lay it down do not get to walk into the life of God. But those who do acknowledge it, lay it down and repent, walk into the life of God. That's the essence of our salvation. We start the next story. Again, not sure it's sequential, but it starts in verse 32. We'll do that tomorrow. See you then. Have a great day. God bless.